Yeah, well, thanks for inviting me. Um, I mean, all I do now is think and, and breathe the perimenopause and menopause. And if someone had yeah. told me even five, ten years ago that I would be doing this, I would have said, no, honestly, really, is there enough work to keep me going? And yeah. But I actually feel you're very complimentary, but the work I'm doing is just the tip of the iceberg. It, you know, I've only just started mm. what I want to do. Um, and... You know, a lot of my work actually is about reaching people that I never meet, I never speak to. And, you know, as you know, it's a real privilege being a doctor. Mm. And it's a real, I just love having patients in front of me, knowing that you can listen to them, you can mm. work with them as a partnership to get, give them the best treatment that you can with the available evidence that you have. But mm. actually, I get more satisfaction from hearing stories from women who have never met me, who have used my resources and... Um, got help in their own country or um, in what they want so um, yeah so I obviously do a lot of work within my clinic we uh, mm. we see over 4,000 women a month through the clinic and um, I have over 100 clinicians that work with me um, amazing yeah Yes, um, you know, and I'm embarrassed about my clinic, actually. My, my, my goal, my, my measure of success would be my clinic could close because, as you know, it's a private clinic. No one yeah. in my mind should be paying to receive their own hormones. And most women we see really shouldn't be coming. They don't want to come, but they're just being failed by the NHS. So yeah. um, having the um, Balance app, the free app that we developed a couple of years ago. It's, yeah, and I saw we, that. It looks really impressive yeah. and it's got great reviews. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to set that up and everyone thought that I was mad. And in fact, people that work with me in the clinic said, just focus on one thing. People who focus on more than one thing will be set up to fail. But yeah. then also one of my directors, Marcus Daly, said to me, Louise, just slow down. You can't help everyone. And then when someone tells you you can't do it, it makes you yeah. more determined. So I thought, well, actually, I can. I'm going to show him I can do it because my mission is to improve the global health of all women. Mm. And, you know, I can't do that in my clinic. That would be stupid. So for me, having an app was just seemed to be a really natural progression, really. We, I'd already developed the Menopause Doctor website, which is now we've changed it to balance-menopause.com. And we've got over 2,500 resources on it. But mm. it, it just seemed the app was the next level, trying to get into the, you know, more modern times. Um, but... That took a lot of work to find the right team behind it who could really understand what I wanted to do. Um, so we've got, I think, over 650,000 users in 218 countries. So it's phenomenal, Amazing. actually, what we're mm -hmm. doing. Um, but then I've also got a not-for-profit company doing research and education. And so a lot of the reason that people come to us is because they, as I say, haven't been given the right help, advice and treatment. So rather than just whinging about it, I realise that people don't... Yeah. I need to put my money where my mouth is, really. And so yeah. um, we've developed this education programme. And I did it a long time before COVID, actually. And I made it a remote programme because I've got three children. which Study leave is really precious to me. And I found that I was going to a lot of lectures and, you know, mm. having to look after the children, maybe pay for a hotel room, sit in a lecture theatre and come away thinking, mm, I probably could have done that in half an hour. And um, so I, we did this as a remote learning programme, but we've also videoed a lot of consultations because I learnt the most by sitting in a consultation and, um, mm. you know, watching what goes on. And it's not always practical, is it, to do at scale. So we 
used mattresses and a group of us got together and filmed different scenarios and linked everything to the available evidence. So there's a lot of links to uh, to papers, to guidelines, to um, <clears throat> research documents, and also to patient information resources, because I've spent a lot of time empowering patients, because this partnership that we have with our patients is crucial. So we were going to um, charge for it because we needed to make money to cover our mm. costs, but um, I decided to make it free. Mm. Um, wrongly or rightly, but we've had over 26,000 downloads of the course, which shows the thirst for knowledge, actually. And um, so that's, that's that's been really good. And we've got a menopause society where we've brought together people from different corners of the globe, literally, and multidisciplinary as well. So it's trying to make people aware who maybe aren't aware of the menopause. So with healthcare professionals, we're doing a lot of work with psychiatrists and cardiologists and urologists who just think menopause may be a few hot flushes and are not understanding the enormity of it. Um, and then I spend quite a lot of time with NHS England on their national menopause programme and also with the government on the UK government menopause task force. But again, that is a lot about awareness and education, which is improving. And as you know, I do a lot of media work as well, but it's, yeah. that's not enough just talking about it. We've got to go to the next step is allowing women to have their hormones back if that's what they want, um, because the minority of women are still taking HRT and mm. in areas of social deprivation, it's really low. It's as low as 2% in some areas. Um, and I can't think of any other area of medicine where people are so neglected. Yeah, so, so, so this yeah, this wish to really uh, serve to make a difference and and yeah. something that's overlooked um, almost on an industrial scale. It's like there's yes. almost like a myopia, isn't there? Absolutely, and it, and it is one of those things. It's interesting you say myopia as in short sightedness because once you see the menopause, you can't unsee it. And although I think I'm a holistic practitioner and I've got a lot of medical training, general medicine training, as well as general practice training. I never saw the menopause in thousands of my patients I you know have seen over the years I used to sit in cardiology clinics as a senior house officer see all these middle-aged women with palpitations wouldn't even cross my mind asking about mm. their periods or their hormones you know I'd go to a rheumatology clinic and I would see people yeah. with you know uh, uh, fibromyalgia chronic fatigue just muscle joint pains didn't even think and then psychiatry you know mm. we see so many women who are really struggle with their mental health and we're just funding a PhD student in suicide prevention as well and uh, we know suicide increases a factor of seven in women in their late 40s but again most psychiatrists know nothing about the menopause and certainly don't prescribe HRT so we're doing a lot of work with the Royal College of Psychiatrists we've just developed a training module for a psychiatrist but you know, there's a lot of interest, but it's getting to the next level is is quite hard. Yeah, but but I mean, the thing, I mean, you know, somebody, um, you know, from the outside, it seems like you, you know, incredibly, you've made this huge progress in a whole array of different um, sort of areas, you know, both to consumers, to professionals, to policy bodies, to other sort of institutions and organisations working in this space. Um, so that you know that in, you know, from 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 making this subject. Um, you know, from where it was, and to mm. to be the, be uh, as as centre stage as it is, and and for you to be the voice of it, obviously, it takes a lot of your sort of time, energy, and focus, and uh, and, and and effort. And so, so I mean, so 
to, to be able to do this, to, to sustain it over a period of time, there has to be this sort of internally generated sort of nuclear fusion. So, so are there sort of any particular triggers or is there this wish to serve or to wish to, you know, make a difference or to, you know, is, are there sort of particular things you've identified that really, you know, sort of ignite all of this? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I think the big thing is you want to make a difference. The reason we went into medicine, and I'm sure you're the same, is to really yeah. make a difference to people. Um, and it's also, I think I'm really pushed by stories that I hear. So naively, when I opened my clinic, um, I opened on my own six years ago, and the, the clinic that I now um, have, we opened just under four years ago. So it's very new. But um, I just thought I would see some local people Mm -hmm. mainly my friends and maybe help them get off antidepressants because that's all what they were being given for their menopause and mm. quite quickly i saw women from all over the country and now we do we see women from 104 out of the 108 counties and women from all socioeconomic backgrounds but when i see women who are given up their jobs and really some of them thinking about ending their lives and they have nowhere else to go then I, it really drives me even more to think, come on, this is outrageous, actually. This isn't a mm. lifestyle medicine. This is actually yeah. something that is transformational. And I think I'm, because I'm different to a lot of menopause specialists, I'm not a gynecologist, as you know, mm. I'm very looking ahead about disease prevention. And, you know, we only need to read the newspaper every day and look at what's happening with the NHS at the minute. And so I feel sort of almost duty bound to allow as many women as possible to prevent as many diseases as possible and to have a treatment that is so cost effective at reducing cardiovascular disease, diabetes, osteoporosis, dementia. There's nothing else in medicine that yeah. will do that. Um, so I'm, I'm driven by stories. I'm driven by the fact that the majority of women are not being listened to. And, mm -hmm. um, and I think also I'm very lucky, actually, I work with the most amazing team of people and i've you know I th we, we now employ over 200 people and wow. we um uh really everyone is believing in the cause and the mission it's not just a job for them mm -hmm. but it's a real privilege what we're doing and i'm working with people who are big thought leaders big business leaders we've got someone who's a chief exec of an nhs trust coming to join us soon as a clinical director so you know these people are they believe in what I do, but they actually mm. have skills way beyond mine. So when you have people who are working to their strengths and mm. really enjoying it, you know, I, I don't, I don't really work. I just enjoy it. So I don't, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I work all the time, but it's really rewarding. And, you know, we've all had jobs where you feel like, what have I done? How have I yeah, really yeah. made a difference today? But I think we are making a difference and we're gathering some great people not just in the UK from worldwide and I I feel like people are starting to listen um, and it all sounds really rosy doesn't it there are lots that is are incredibly frustrating and there are a lot of people trying to block what I do every day but mm. those people's voices are not as strong as the strength of the people that I'm helping so it's um yeah so it's interesting but i don't rest on my laurels i'm not sitting back thinking this no, no. is great because <laughs> you, you i mean i i suspect you won't um you won't rest until you, you know you feel you you've been able to successfully communicate uh, the issues and the choices that people have when they yes. go through this perimenopause mm. the state you know globally uh, i mean our sort of thing and we'll, we'll we'll discuss that at another time but you know with osteoporosis we want to eradicate it from the planet by 2040. Yeah. We're like super naive. We've got, you know, 
very limited um, you know, sort of set of capabilities that we will need to have in place to deliver that. Um, but obviously, you know, because of your enthusiasm and, and your, um, you know, your sort of drive is engaging and involving a whole bunch of other people and collectively, you know, you're, you're, you're making the progress that you are. So the, the, the clinic at the moment, is it in one location or do you have several locations or? Yeah, so it's, it's in Stratford-upon-Avon, mm -hmm. uh, so, but we see people obviously from all over, but my clinic, the clinicians that work with me are all over mm -hmm. the UK. We are opening a clinic in London, actually, and probably in Bournemouth, and we're looking to open more centres. Uh, we were going to open some, but then COVID obviously struck. Mm -hmm. So, um, And menopause is, I think, one of the few specialties you can do remotely easily yeah. but there's nothing beats having a patient in front of you and for a lot of women they want to see face to face so um that's why we're sort of working hard behind the scenes but we're also looking at how we reach areas of deprivation as well and how mm. we reduce our costs even more and how we can do it in a really cost effective way so there's a lot of work we are doing and we're doing a lot of work with pharmacists and nurses as well because although the majority of our clinicians are gps mm -hmm. i feel very strongly that you don't need to be a gp to deliver good quality menopause care and treatment and pharmacists and nurses are the way to go with a lot of it and we're doing yeah, a lot of work with, yeah and we're doing a lot of work with some nhs trusts as well because 40 percent of the nhs workload are menopausal women we know around 10 percent give up their jobs because of anxiety memory problems fatigue related to their menopause so mm -hmm. 10 percent of 40 percent is a lot of women who are leaving yeah, the yeah. nhs so we're working within some trusts as well to educate and you know <clears throat> help help them to receive the right treatment that, that that's incredible. I mean, uh, one of the people who's helping me with the Global, Oste Global Osteoporosis Foundation, John May, I mean, his view is that, you know, osteoporosis obviously affects men and women, but mm. more women uh, for a bunch of different reasons. But uh, you, women, you know, are the sort of the glue that holds the family together. So yeah. if somebody becomes unwell for whatever reason, the impact is, is really, you know, huge. And, and so anything you can do to help support, improve their sense of self capability and, and, and sort of health and, and, you know, being symptom free, that, that, that has, you know, incredible, incredible value. And I, I obviously, there's a whole bunch of reasons why things are the way they are, or they have been, obviously, if they are changing. Um, and, and it's, it's really valuable that you're offering these choices to, 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 to people, and you're trying to have that reach, you know, in different geographies and communities and, and and so on so the the education thing that you mentioned earlier which, which has been very popular and lots of people have downloaded is that for patients or is that for clinicians what how does no that so that's for the the um it's called confidence in the menopause and that's for healthcare professionals but it's okay. for doctors nurses pharmacists we've um, even undergraduates we're working with um, other people to make it more bespoke so we're doing a special undergraduate course we're doing a special pharmacist course as well but to be honest anyone can access anything because there's a whole series of consultations there's also lectures as well so that's right. for healthcare professionals and then 
Uh, through Balance, we've got um, we've actually just launched a Balance Plus, which is a paid-for part because we need to pay for Balance. So it's just mm. so we can recirculate the money because we don't have external funding for it. Yeah. Um, and that really will give people the next level of education about their, their diet, exercise, and also there's um, webinars that uh, that I do with, with ex other experts, but also the consultations that we use for the education we're actually allowing people to see those as well and we've um, given information pertinent for patients on there as well so they can learn how they what they should get out of their consultations um, and what we want to do and what we're working hard to do is get other corporates to pay for this through their mm. well-being packages because I feel very strongly that women shouldn't be paying for it because they get you know they they have enough suffering so we're trying yeah. to push it out through through corporates because we know actually if women we know that women using the apps um 70 percent of them or around that are able to access treatment and that's because they're more empowered with information but mm. we also know that um, the majority of women using the app have better mental health and physical health as well and mm. you know the treatment of the menopause is often having the right hormones, but it's also really important to look at nutrition and exercise and well-being. It all goes together, as you know, and it's you know mm. it's the same with osteoporosis, isn't it? There's no one single treatment. Yeah. So we can educate and empower people, and that's really important as well, because I think for too long, the menopause has just been thought of something that affects middle-aged women or old women, and it's a hot flash, and it will be gone in a few years. and. Even some of the work I do with the government, they talk about having menopause leave so women can leave the workplace, go part-time, have flexible hours. Well, right. as a menopausal woman, I don't want to go part-time because that means no. I'll be paid less and that means I can't look after my kids. And, you know, I want to be the top of my game. I've worked really hard to where I am. And so have a lot of people my age. Um, yeah. but, but so it's making sure that it's not just seen as a there, there, never mind, dear, sort of... You know, um, and we know the risk of disease, you know, the risk of a heart attack escalates, increases by the menopause. Mm. Um, so we can't deny the health risks. And, and then early menopause, as you know, you know, the risk of osteoporosis, for example, in women who have an early menopause is so yeah. much higher because they have longer without their hormones. Yeah. Um, and often it's not addressed. And as you know, HRT is a treatment for the for osteoporosis, but there's very few people that actually treat osteoporosis with HRT. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely, I mean, underdiagnosed osteoporosis, you know, and, um, and, and but I think I think there's a, there's a sort of societal thing, and it, some of it is historical, some of it is just, you know, just you know, a bunch of sort of systems that somehow have evolved. So women's things are. Um, you know, not, you know, not looked in with the same degree of sort of, um, um, uh, I, I don't know, detail or yeah, there's a bunch of reasons. I think that there is a bit of a like um, a blind spot that we might have, mm. you know, partly because it's difficult to research women, partly because, you know, certainly childbearing, all the rest of it, there, there may be some things, there may be some other reasons. But, you know, there's a, although women are like, as you know, super capable, they're very, knowledgeable they share a lot more information to do way better than men when they have any disease generally just because they're able to partake of the systems that are available they're way more intelligent in in, in almost everything you can think of um, 
but 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 in terms of sort of certainly you know menopause and and I've got a little thing about uh, breastfeeding. I because of bone health, I would encourage my patient not to breastfeed or breastfeed for the shortest period of time, because every six months that you're breastfeeding, uh, you're losing another five percent of your bone. Yeah, but you know so, what you do about it, don't you? They can just have some hormones as well as breastfeeding. So, well, you know, yeah, so, but, but, but I think, uh, but, the, the, but there is this thing you see, I, I think society just has, you know, women, give up your name, when you get married, give up your name, you know, everything, anything that goes wrong anywhere in the family, it's a woman's responsibility, do this, do that, go to work, you know, you know you've got this endless stuff just sort of dumped on, on you know, on, on the mums and the, and, 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 and the, you know the the, the the female folk in the families, I, and I think there's, you know that, and, you know, there, there's a sort of a thing there, and it's changing a bit, and it will change as time goes on. And it, you know this thing about menopause being, you know, given less emphasis, and you know you're having to, I mean, you know, it should be a government thing. It should be a like a, you know, it should be a default position that people get screened, they get appropriate treatment gets dealt with it's not it's not a, it's not a big deal but um but i think it's a, a short-sightedness uh, and or it's it, you know historical thing but and you, but you know you're thankfully making progress on having it properly addressed and uh and and become a, a thing of the past as it were but but right now it's in a you know it, it, it's quite serious and and all the consequences of of having menopause and going off work i mean that seems you know really incredible and 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 there's a huge loss to whole of society isn't there it's not just the the individual and the family and so on it's the whole because you've got these very capable people at the peak of their capabilities mm. who just suddenly have to take x or y period of time away and you know you mentioned psychological factors and other sort of consequences it just it just seems wanton to me that's you know a bit like osteoporosis we know when the diagnosis is we can forecast these decades before it's going to happen we can do some measures to stop it from progressing. And yet we wait for this or that and the other fracture to go ahead. And then we do something very minimal and make, you know, little, little progress. So, um, so just to sort of summarizing, um, I mean, you're doing incredible work. Seriously, it's, it's really um, uh, amazing. And, 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 and I'm sure a lot of the people in this area very much appreciate what, what you're doing and, and, and all the sort of teams of people that you've got working with you on the different facets of it so people can access stuff on the website on the app they've got but you have additional resources in terms of sort of for professionals and so on and you're working with array of organizations to get information to them about uh, you know sort of professional training stuff and so on um, and physically see you it's stuffed upon Avon but you're going to have other centers uh, around the country and people can also have like a remote consultation with some of your teams. Yeah, yeah, the majority at the minute are done remotely. That's right. Okay, um, and then anything else that they could? I mean, I know you have a, you have a book too, which uh, is on my list of things to uh, go go through. Um, but you know, so they can get information from there. So 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 there's there's plenty of information and and hope and encouragement and sort of you know giving people a bit of. Um, sense of direction where to go and where to get help and the kind of question they should be asking with the clinicians they're meeting. So, I mean, that, that that's really a huge array of um, materials that you've made available, which are 
you know understandable and relatable and people can use to um, you know help help with their journey yeah and we're doing a lot of translations as well so um, oh, okay. we've um, got some translations of videos and also written information um, in Punjabi Hindi Spanish Welsh French and we had one yesterday right. in Chinese actually so we're yeah. trying to expand that as well so yeah no it's it's, it's incredible because I know it's Friday and you're sort of busy with your family and stuff so um, I don't want to take up too much of your your time. It, it's been a real privilege to speak to you. Um, oh, thank we'll, you for inviting me. No, no, and and then we'll sort of you know we'll have different topics that we'll cover over uh, over time. I, I hope so. Uh, thank you again uh, for your time. So I'm just going to stop it thank there. Thank you.